Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with a brief update on what's going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. To improve your returns even further, then check out footballindexclub.co.uk where you will receive instant access to highlighted players, trading advice, databases, and also analysis on the players of your choice. You can use code PODCAST50 with a capital P to receive 50% off your first month. Hello and welcome to episode 230 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. In today's episode, it's just me recording, unfortunately. I think Index Moneyball will probably be on his way to work around now. Um, and I'm just going to go over the rises on the Football Index stock market and cover what's gone on today. I watched the Inter uh, versus Shatsod on yes on yes game and, well, Inter just absolutely annihilated them 5-0. A really good performance from Inter Milan. They're really going in the right direction as a club. I think they came first this season in Serie A and they've been making some good signings over the last couple of seasons. They were even linked to Lionel Messi today, although I can't see that going ahead. I reckon that's just transfer speculation. Uh, so, yeah, a few rises then. In terms of the top 200, first of all, you got Lukaku going up 9p. He got two goals and an assist. He had a good game. I think he's uh, quite an underrated striker, personally. I know he wasn't always the best at Man United, but he still got goals there. I think it's just kind of how he is as a player in terms of he's maybe having, he'll maybe have like a bad touch now and then, and, or he'll kind of not look like that good as sort of professional footballer in many ways at times. But overall, I think he's really good at holding the ball up. He's good at making runs and he's a superb finisher, as we saw again tonight. And I think he's got a decent chance of earning match day dividends over the next few seasons at Inter Milan. And I wouldn't be too surprised to see him actually return his full price in dividends, if I'm honest, over his career, that is. Just because I think he'll get braces, he'll get hat-tricks. Although I have to say, when he does get braces and hat-tricks, and even when he scored two and got an assist tonight, he, he rarely hits those high PB scores. I mean, he's there... 13 tonight, two goals and assists. Yeah, he didn't get the game-winning goal, but still, if you take the multiplier away, that's a pretty poor PB score. That's a problem with quite a lot of players like Lukaku, a kind of real number nine sort of strikers. They, uh, they don't always get involved in games as much or they're not really providing those crosses, key passes. And actually, one thing that I was thinking about earlier today when I was doing a player analysis review of Jonathan Ikoni was how... Crosses really make such a big difference to the matrix. And I know everyone knows this. It's been talked about hundreds of times, but there are quite a lot of players out there who will cross all the time, but aren't anywhere near as good as another player who actually gets a lot more goals and assists. So Jonathan Iconi is quite a good example for me because his highest PB score this season is like 130-something. It's absolutely woeful. He's never hit a high-peak PB score pretty much. Um, and he's got like three goals, six assists last season. Season before, he had 10 assists, and he's a decent player, and there's other players out there who I'm sure have hit much higher PB scores than him, but it's not reflected. But Ikeone's quality is not reflected, really, in the PB matrix. So we've got another season of this PB matrix. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a few adjustments for the 2021-2022 season. And there are some players on Football Index who I think are better than the PB scores that they get, uh, if that makes sense. I'm probably wording that pretty poorly. But anyway, I think Lukaku's a really good player and he's gone up 9p. I think he's rising in 
due, due to the in-play dividends. Another thing that I've really noticed today and over the last few days, and I'm sure most people listening have also just picked up on this, is that the spreads really widen once teams are knocked out of the Champions or Europa League. And Man United and Man City, for example, I posted on Twitter about this today, the spreads just widening a crazy amount, like... Martial had a spread of about 2% before the Man United-Seville game. And then it went up to about 18 or 19% after the game. And you're going to get that with players. Even even the players who play for the team in the final and win, if they don't win dividends or they don't have a particularly good game, or even if they do have a good game, I wouldn't be too surprised to see their spreads widen. So at this point in the stages of the Champions and Europa League, I think you're only really buying players who you think are going to rise in price anyway throughout next season, who you think are going to be good long-term holds, who you're going to be able to make a short-term trade on and earn 5x IPD, uh, IPD, yeah, or earn match-day dividends and maybe gain some very short-term capital appreciation. But realistically, in my opinion, I think it's more likely that you're going to buy a player now for the Europa or Champions League and come out with a loss because the spreads are going to widen once the tournaments are over. And that's not to say that you shouldn't buy these players, but for me, I just think it's very risky business at this stage in these tournaments. And I guess the other thing I was going to mention there as well was that the team of the month dividends are definitely having a big influence as well because we've got a few days left until the cutoff for that. And having a look at those players who are in their sort of all positions to earn those team of the month dividends, it is mostly players in the finals of the Europa and Champions League who are still in it, actually. And those players that are still in that sort of, um, they're, they're competing for that top, those top three places, especially that number one place, those spreads are still going to remain very tight and those players may even increase in price. We saw that last month as well. Joao Cancelo, I remember he really increased towards the end of the season. I think there was a few towards the end of the month, sorry, and I think there was a few others due to that speculation and that hype around them also earning the team of the month dividends. So I think it's a good introduction, these team of the month dividends. Um, but I also think you can get caught up because I think Charlie Noglu, did he win them maybe? Or anyway, he was up there and I think he spreads wide in quite a lot now because of course he's not playing. So yeah, he's got an instant sell price of 156. I remember when his instant sell price was around £1.75 and that was sort of, yeah, his, his, in fact, having a look here, it was just around that period before the cutoff for the team of the month dividends that like his price really hit that peak and his spread really tightened and he was up at like £1.78, £1.80 or so. And so basically what I'm saying is you got to be careful with the spreads. It can be really tempting to buy players for these champions and Europa League finals, but ultimately the chances are that the spreads are going to widen and you're going to be stuck in a hole that you maybe don't really want. So it can definitely be quite risky. Uh, Letaro Martinez, of course, needs a mention here. He's up 7p. And another one whose spread has really tightened recently. And he, of course, was a star man today with a 318. Big PB score, two goals, one assist, and a game-winning goal as well. He's a really good forward, really good at moving off the ball and getting into attacking dangerous areas to then attack the ball and usually get goals. And he is a really good finisher, still pretty young. He was linked to Barcelona quite a lot, but... At the minute, I don't know why you would leave Inter Milan for Barcelona because it seems like Inter Milan are going in the right direction. And recently, Barcelona have been going backwards. In terms of the squad list, you got Neto up 13p. Incidentally, he is a Barcelona player. The reason he's increased so much is because Testegen is undergoing a knee surgery operation, I believe. Um, so Neto, 
it is assumed will replace the Stegen and going goal. So people are gambling that he's going to earn some in-play dividends. I imagine, especially under the 5X promotion. I'm not sure when to Stegen's back. I'm not sure how much Neto will play. I don't know if he, if he even will play, but there's definitely some speculation going on there. David Silva, interestingly, has signed a Real Sociedad today on a contract until 2022. I think he was originally meant to be going off to Vissel Kobe. I don't know if they're some side in Asia. I can't remember if it was Japan. I think it's Japan. Um, and anyway, he signed for Real Sociedad, so he's made some kind of U-turn there. And a really good signing for Sociedad, of course. They've got... Well, they're going to have a really good side next season, you'd imagine. Alexander Isaac coming through. they got Ander Brown next year coming through. Really good player. Roberto Lopez, I was actually going to highlight on the site fairly soon. And David Silva is probably going to take his potential place in midfield, in that attacking midfield role. Um, but of course, Odegaard, the main one as well. He's, uh, I think he's staying at Real Sociedad. On, I can't remember if he's on loan for another season or whether he's gone back to Real Madrid now. I think he might have actually gone back to Real Madrid, so maybe that's why they've brought in David Silva. But either way, they've got quite... Yeah, he's returned to Real Madrid, of course. Uh, that was quite recent. But yeah, uh, David Silva, he's in that Real Sociedad side. I think that actually benefits Alexander Isaac quite a bit. Mikel Oyarzabal as well, two fairly fast forwards. And, well, Oyarzabal can play on the wing, but... I think David Silva's going to have an impact there. Two more seasons, and he's gone up 11 pier. His spread's really tightened. And I suppose holders of players like Eva Benego are going to be wishing that a similar turn of events is going to occur and someone like Benego is going to remain playing in a PV league as well. So it's certainly possible people who have stuck with David Silva, all you can say is fair play to them. It's sort of paid off and I reckon he's got a decent chance of returning his current price in dividends now. It's certainly possible over the next few seasons, given the payouts, the promotions and just David Silva's ability on the ball and to hit high PV scores. Martin Terrier up 5p to 94p. He's just moved to Stad Rennes, so certainly some speculation that he's going to get more game time there, moving from Leon, who have a range of wingers to choose from, and they've not really gone for Terrier very often over the last season. Nicolo Barella having a really good game tonight for Inter Milan. Quite underrated, I think. I think he's had a... He's, he's improved a lot, I'd say, and he's up 4p today to 1.31. That cross for... I think it was Latavi Martinez's header. I think it was the first goal. was a really beautiful cross. He swinged it in right over the defence and into the perfect area for Latavi Martinez to get his head on the ball and convert the, the shot into a... Convert the goal. I don't know. Convert the cross. There we are. Yeah, so Nicolo Barella. And I'll tell you the thing about him is he's... Look, he's not getting the highest PB scores at the minute. There's no doubt about that. But I find... There's a lot of players under the age of maybe 24 who are in that centre midfield role have really good clubs. They're good on the ball. They're good at passing. They're good at crossing. And I imagine in three or four years' time, they're going to start to get into those roles like Marcelo Brozovic, like Tony Cruz, where they're maybe getting on the ball even more than they have done in the past, start to dictate the play and start to hit higher PB scores. There's a few, few of these players like Nicolo Barella that I fancy becoming much better for their sides and becoming more dominant, more composed, more confident and hitting higher PB scores in the future. I think Barella could be one of those type of players. So I think he could be quite a good long-term hold. At the minute, as I say, his PB scores have been really poor. So that's why his price isn't as high as some other players out there. 
Um, but yeah, that's about it really for today's risers. There is a few players rising, three or four P. No one really rocketing, but certainly some movement in the market. And I wrote about this in the blog today. Look, there's going to be a lot of players. Well, there's not going to be that many players rising in price. But what there is, is a lot of movement within the spreads. And there's a lot of analysis to do on these spreads because I imagine there's some traders out there. Maybe they just keep their mouth shut. But there'll be people out there making some crazy returns right now just through trading within the spreads, buying when the spreads are wide, putting the bids in, and then selling them once the spreads tighten up a bit. The best way to do this would probably just to look out for when players are going to be playing. I've noticed Serie A, for example, because I think they're returning last out of the leagues and they recently finished their season. The spreads on some Serie A players at the minute, other than into Milan, are just incredibly wide. Um, there's countless players there in Serie A who you could pick up now at really good prices. And then you have a look at Liga Earn, and it's completely opposite. It's the complete opposite. They've got really tight spreads. Wizard Ben Yedder, instant sell price, £1.19, buy price £1.22. And you don't get that across the other leagues at the minute. You really don't. And that's the thing. you just got to be wise with what type of players you buy at what time because at the minute, it's not even about buying the right players anymore. It's just about the timing and getting the spreads right in terms of the short term anyway uh obviously longer term it's more focused on buying the right players but for now under the current system to me it just seems like a case of buying at the right time and avoiding the players who have really tight spreads and have already increased in price and buying the ones that are out of favor but could be a bit more in favor in a couple of weeks time so that's about it for today i've waffled on i've just gone over my thoughts and shared my opinion on the football index start market today hope everyone's well hope everyone's had a good day hope you're enjoying the Champions and Europa League finals. I'm certainly enjoying them. And it's, uh, it's been a good game. It's been a good uh, good night. So thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.